Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 at Edmonton. You know, it's almost like that last commercial. I could swear I recognize that play by play voice from somewhere. It's like it's often been chirping at me over my left shoulder for, I don't know, like the last 11 seasons or something. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brett and Escott with you on Oilers Now. We'll tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated 50-plus years for a menu and a list. There are 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Spoiler alert. Italy is playing Spain. Uh, I am cut off from the TV right now, but in the 34th minute, it is scoreless between uh, Italy, who won the 2006 World Cup, Spain, who won the 2010 World Cup, and the 2008 and 2012 uh, Euro. So uh, there, this is the semifinal of the Euro. England and Denmark tomorrow. England has not won a major international tournament since 1966, and Denmark stunned everybody. Uh, winning the 92 euro so there you have it that's your update and in fact i think our next guest i'm going to hazard a guess here uh because to me the name sebastian costa sounds quite italian uh, he is our Oilers now headliner it is brought to you by wilhock beef jerky it just might be the best you've ever tasted search for uh wilhock w-i-l-h-a-u-k today sebastian it's bob stoffer how you doing Good, how are you doing, Bob? Good. Cosa, uh, is that, can you confirm or deny, is that not a, I, I, if I if I recall correctly, it might have even been like a prominent name in Italian politics, and there might have been a little bit of, uh, you know, mafioso connection from Italy as well, going back in the 60s and 70s, if I recall. So are you of, are you of, I'm not trying to offend you here, are you of, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I am. Uh, my dad's telling. I got my got my passport and citizenship as well. So, no, uh, good, good, good guess. All right, there you go. And you will you you won't tell us whether or not there's uh, any uh, any extended family members that maybe worked in different sort of businesses. If you don't, <laughs> I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. That'd be uh, interesting to find out. I'll have to ask my dad. Well, there, yeah, there you go. I might be uh, swimming with the fishes here by the end of this conversation. So, so, so let's get, let's let's get to it. By the way, are you watching? Do you, are you a soccer fan? Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've been uh, been paying attention to it. Yeah, Italy's had a, a history of having great goaltenders. Uh, Buffon, uh, they've had some yep. good guys over the years, obviously. Yep. All right, let's get to it. How? I mean, crazy year this year. You guys finally get started. Uh, you went seventeen one and one. I saw you, Cam Moon, and myself went and saw you play. I think seven of the games uh, down at the downtown community arena. Can you maybe explain to our listeners just how unique the circumstances were? Do you guys get a chance to play this year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously, from the summer it was uh, it was up in the air. It was up in the air for for a while there, and uh, even our our uh, start date got moved a couple times there. So it was. Uh, Definitely frustrating um, for for our workouts, you know, just uh, you know having an 
end date in, in mind. So it was, it was tough, um, you know, not being uh, me specifically. I wasn't skating uh, six weeks before before camp. So just, uh, you know, shaking off the rust into camp. But obviously everyone came with, uh, with the mentality and um, we were there for three and a half months. We got, we were the lucky ones, uh, you know, not having to stay in a rink. We got, we got lucky being able to be in our billet house uh, this year. So trying to make it a little bit normal, normalcy from that. But um, obviously not able to see family or friends, which was uh, pretty tough. So it was uh, three and a half months straight hockey, but it was a good year. So can't complain. Yeah, the one thing that surprised me, I thought Hockey Canada might have you uh, come down to the camp, and I, I'm sure you're, you're fully, ex- like, I think you might be Canada's goalie for the upcoming World Juniors. We'll have to wait and see on that front. Uh, but how would you assess your overall performance? How do you think you did this season? Yeah, no, yeah, I was obviously went in there with, with high expectations. Um, yeah, I had a, had a really strong team, and, um, you know, just coming in, I wanted to uh, to prove myself and, and show my game. So, uh was uh was a good year obviously um you know just the consistency part i think was uh was a really big stride for me um you know just coming in every night and, and playing the same game um you know just coming in playing my game and uh you know helping my team to win so obviously obviously a uh, good year from that aspect uh we're joined right now by sebastian Kosa, consensus uh, first round pick in the upcoming draft of the nhl entry draft um where do you think you made the biggest sort of you know improvements since uh coming under the uh oil kings uh, fold you were drafted by randy hanch the previous general manager but where do you think you've sort of grown the most over the last few seasons yeah i think uh you know just yeah coming in it's uh obviously being in junior now with with older guys and, and there's guys who have been to pro camps um so obviously just i think uh the consistency coming in the rink every single day um you know it's it's a, it's a job by this point now so it's uh you know it's your career you got to come in and you got to work hard every day um you know there's there's a lot of other kids out there that are that are working hard and trying to trying to get to where you want to be so it's just uh you know you got to beat them out um so yeah just your your professionalism um around the rink and and uh even away from it and just you know the consistency where uh the small details everything everything goes into it um making sure your body's ready for for workouts and ices and, and everything like that so um yeah when it comes to playing the position and just so you know I, many years ago i played for the south side athletic club i wasn't any good uh, I, played, <laughs> I, I i played forward and uh, when our goalie gave up a bad one on a third rebound i was the guy that skated by him and said you got to have that one too <laughs> Right, so I was that guy, but yeah. uh, you know, just just you know, I, I got to ask you how, for 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 the position of goal, how much of it is physical versus how much of it is actually mental? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know, there's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty close to fifty, I'd say. Um, you know, I think the mental part. Um, you know, just the confidence in your own game and, and your reset button. You know, everyone's going to get scored on, but you know, you can't dwell on that. You got to focus on the next shot and, and uh, you know the next goal, next save. Sorry, um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's it's probably fifty fifty. Obviously, you have to be in good physical shape to to be able to move around the crease and uh, pretty flexible. Um, but no, yeah, definitely, definitely quite a bit of it's mental um, with just yeah the pressure and the the stress that comes with the position. Sebastian, uh, you know, Carey Price, pretty good goaltender of the WHL. Carter Hart, most recently. To me, watching the league over the last 25-plus years, I I think you're the best prospect since Price. But is there a guy you've sort of, like, you know, some people say, well, he reminds me a bit of Pekka Rene because of the height. But is is there a goaltender out there that, you know, you maybe patterned your game a little after? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think of, I think of two guys there. Um, I think yeah, you name both in there. Uh, you know, Carey Price has been uh, been my idol since day one. Um, you know, just how how calm and cool he is in that. I mean, <laughs> you see, uh, you see, after they went overtime last night, he's uh, you know he's obviously happy, but he understands that there's uh, three more games left that they got to win. So just you know how he keeps his doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Just you know how how easy he makes it look. He really makes the game look easy. And then uh, yeah, you said Pecorine. Um, you know that's kind of a guy I've, I've modeled a bit um you know a younger guy who uh you know when he uh just yeah his size and how well he is able to move around his crease um it's, it's pretty extraordinary and then uh you know he tracks puck very well with his hands uh good post play so uh yeah i try and take some stuff out of both their games i went to every combine uh from 2010 that was the taylor hall draft year to 2019 now there's no combine. How, yeah. you know, how many Zoom interviews as a result? In, instead of banging off, you know, interviewing with tw- because you're obviously a guy that's probably going to. Wow, well, I think we you're going to the first round. The only question is, you know, do you go sort of, you know, ten through fifteen, sixteen, or you're going to go, you know, sixteen through twenty four? How how many Zoom interviews have you done? Um, and I would assume at this stage, like, have you done hundreds? Have you done, or have there been teams that you've done three or four Zoom interviews with? Uh, how does that all take place? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like you said, Zooms, a lot of Zooms, uh, a lot of phone calls. But yeah, yeah, over over the year, obviously, you know, at the, at the beginning of the year, you're talking to all the scouts, um, all the regional scouts, and then uh, by this point, it's all the. Uh, the GMs and the guys who are uh, a little higher up there, um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of Zoom calls. It's uh, it's unfortunate. I could uh, I could have I could have uh, had a couple steaks bought for me, but uh, <laughs> you know uh, you take what you can. Um, just trying to still enjoy this experience. Um, obviously, still really cool talking to uh, to teams and to uh, specific general managers or, or guys that you've watched play or, or heard of. Um, you know, some big guys in the hockey world. So. Definitely still a still a great experience, but um, yeah, like I said, it would uh, it would be nice to go out for a couple suffers uh, with some scouts. <laughs> Tell me this: uh, you're from Fort McMurray. Yeah. Uh, your agent Jerry Johansson is based in Edmonton. Yeah. Is there would there be any concerns if uh, and, and I, I know you want to go as high as possible, but let's just say hypothetically, uh, the you know the 19th picks there. Would you have any concerns at all about playing in Edmonton? No, no concerns playing Edmonton. I've uh, obviously here already, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, in Fort Murray, there's uh, I'd probably say seventy, eighty percent of the population there is uh, Oilers fans. So definitely, uh, definitely no concerns. Uh, speaking of Fort Mac, you've already, you know, it's about perspective, right? Like you go through a time this year, you're not sure if you're going to play, but. You went through bigger challenges than that with Fort McMurray back in 2016, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, with the fires. Um, you know, I think it's uh, same kind of same same kind of line there with uh, you know just the uncertainty of things. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you uh, you got to put your head down and you know obviously didn't know if there was going to be a season, but if there was, you know, I was going to come in with uh, at my top shape and you know prepare for the season. So you know something I really learned from that Fort McMurray fire, you know, just controlling what you can control and. You know, there's obviously stuff that you can't control, so you know, might as well not worry about it and uh, you know, start thinking about that when there's when there's more important things to be thinking about. And uh, final question, I'm going to get you to put your scouts hat on right now. <laughs> okay. The guy that's got the best shot in the league in your entire league. Do you see him in practice every day? I do. Dylan Gunther, tell him, tell me about this. Tell our listeners about you know how unique and special this player is. Oh yeah, 
yeah, Gunther's uh, obviously uh, exceptional skill. Um, you know, just talking about a shot right now, just you know how deceptive he is. Obviously, always always pulling, pushing, doing something with the puck before it's even shot. So I mean, that's just uh, another point to, to why how how good he is in his shot. Um, but you know, just you know off the ice, you know, great guy. Obviously, um, you know, extremely humble, uh, works very hard. You know, he's a leader in the room. Um, but yeah, on the ice, just can find anyone anywhere. Um, you know, it seems to a couple highlight real goals where you know just guys can't knock the puck off of him. And like I said, his shots, uh, un- it's ridiculous. So you know that guy is. Uh, you know, teams are going to be happy. Team that drafts him is going to be extremely happy. I think he's got the best shot of anybody I've seen out of the WHL last fifteen years. And it's, yeah, he's a stud. It's the change of the release points for me. Like, it's 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 unpredictable where he shoots from at times because he even if the even if he gets a pass behind him, he can one time the puck and change, like yeah. it's it's pretty special. So, Sebastian, uh, best of luck uh, coming up here. Thank you for taking time to join us. It. And obviously, we'll touch base during the course of the Oil Kings regular season as well. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks, Bob. You bet. You bet. That is Sebastian Cosa of the Edmonton Oil Kings. He is our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Wow, what a mature kid. That's the one thing that crossed my mind. Six foot, six and a half. Uh, this guy's athletic. Uh, he can handle giving up a bad one once in a while. It doesn't kill him. Uh, and, and usually what happens for me you can often tell a lot about a goaltender if they give up um, a bad one and they can't recover from it, and then it ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy where you know the next one's going to be a con- That's the difference between a good starter and a guy that might be a capable NHL backup but can't consistently start games. You got, Every goalie is going to give up a bad goal once in a while. It's got to be water off a duck's back. You can't let it uh, in that mental battle. And when you see this guy play in the range, he's never, you know what? He's never out of position on a two-on-one because he can get across and get there because he's got that kind of athleticism at that size. Sebastian Cosa. All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout, come back. Hey, we're going to talk about a former Oilers first-round pick and goal with this day in Oilers history. We'll get to some of your texts as well. It is 148 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Uh, suffice to say, a lot of you uh, were pretty impressed with Sebastian Cosa. That kid sounds like a 25-year-old man, says Craig. Camrose Flint says, great interview. Uh, trade up. Let's go get this guy. Anita says, just spitball in here. I saw a draft prediction that Chicago picked Sebastian Coase at number 11. From everything I've read and heard about him, he needs to be an order. I'm hoping he falls to us at 19. Would it be possible that Chicago and Edmonton swap first-round picks and then take all of Key's salary and send Jones? That would set up uh, Chicago to land Seth Jones. I think I'd do that in a heartbeat. Probably a pipe dream, says Anita. Uh, this guy's good. He's good. So is Wallstad. So there's two pretty good goalies there. And I do think Chicago is a distinct possibility to draft a goaltender. And for the listeners that talked about his maturity, uh, absolutely. He's he's a uh, a bright guy, and he's a good goalie. Like there's no quite if you if I, I don't know how many of you had a chance to see him play, but he made some stops this year. There were a couple games at the downtown community arena where there was north of 25 saves or 25 uh, scouts there, and he made a couple stops where guys were looking at each other like 
Did you just see that save? He was part of the reason why. The, and they got a good team. And Lethbridge had some challenges. Red Deer had some challenges. Uh, Calgary, they were an okay team. Medicine had had some skill. The Oil Kings had by far the best team. But that team played confidently in front of them because they know they had that guy in the pipes. And that is half the battle. That's half the battle. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. The suitcase says, Bob, you have to take one of Coast or Wallstat. Who are you going to take? I'd have to get more information on Wallstat. If I had a chance to take uh, Coast, I'd be pretty excited about that if I was the owners. You know, that's just my own opinion. I don't know what they're thinking. but And I'd have to get, again, more information uh, regarding uh, Wallstat, but they both sound pretty good. Let's go to NHL. This day in Oilers history at 152 in Edmonton. It's brought to you by New West Travel. This September, travel a private WestJet charter flight to Whistler, BC, and play four spectacular mountain courses. Details at newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. In 2012, coming off of his second full season in the NHL, the Oilers signed goaltender Devin Dubnik to a two-year contract extension worth $7 million. He would post a 921 save percentage the next year and then was traded in January of 2015 to Nashville for Matt Hendricks. I, I feel like you were talking about that one recently, Bob, the team looking for a little veteran uh, insulation yeah. at that time. They were, and Dubnik uh, did not have the confidence of Oilers general manager Craig McTavish. Uh, it needs to be stated. Uh, Dubnik did not hit, hit the home run uh, with Nashville. Uh, he went to Montreal, washed out there. Then he went to Arizona, and Sean Burke, the goalie whisperer, helped uh, rebuild him a bit. And Chuck Fletcher, GM of Minnesota, needed a goaltender, took the swing and hit the home run, bringing in Dubnik at that stage. So we should always remember that. It's not like he went directly in a deal for Hendricks and then started, you know, supplanted Pecorini as the number one goaltender at that time with the Preds. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great golf holiday to Whistler. Uh, Plan a private uh or fly on a private jet and play four spectacular mountain courses. You can get more details at newwesttravel.com. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight, 6 to 8 p.m. Brendan Escott, what has he got rolling? It sounded like a fluid show at this point. There you have it. Uh, tomorrow, NHL Network analyst Brian Lawton from the Cult of Hockey. I have a feeling it might be an animated conversation. David Staples, NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, or followed by Angela Cocoa today from 2 to 3 p.m. And then 6.30, Chad Afternoons with guest host Ted Henley. Have a terrific Tuesday, everybody. Spoiler alert, they're scoreless at the half. Spain and Italy will be back at her tomorrow. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30, Chad.